Hello and thank you for joining us for our Pulse and Foursquare podcast. My name is Pastor Greg Perkins and I appreciate you tuning us in today that God may speak to you through his word and the Holy Spirit may minister to you through the messages that are brought forth, that you'll be blessed and we pray that you will continue to listen to our podcast and we pray that you would have a blessed day. God bless you all. Well, that was pretty good. I'd say that was about 96, you know, it's pretty good. <clears throat> so everybody's good this morning. It's really great worship team. Oh, you guys are so good. Oh, being able to usher people into the presence of the Lord. That's just, uh, that's a gift. And God has certainly gifted you. Thank you. Thank you, Andrew, for, for that. And uh, all of you here are, have gifts. You know that? You all do. You don't have to be up here and you don't have to, you know, be a speaker. God's gifted everybody and for the body. And anyway, it's great to be here this morning. And we live in Missoula, so it's a little bit of a trip to come on up here. But it's always worth the drive. And it's beautiful. And we're just really, really happy to be here. And so I know that there's been a lot of stuff going. I'm hearing these and COVID, because of COVID, da, 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 because of COVID, da, da, because of COVID, it's been a lot of changes because of COVID, right? But did you know what? There's kingdom purpose. Did you know that? There's kingdom purpose in everything that happens in our lives. God is up to something amazing, even because of COVID. And a lot of us here have been sick. We've been sick. We got it. Some of us worse than others. Poor Corb here got it really, really bad, had a real difficult time with his oxygen levels. But every night, we would always come together and thank God for the day that we had and praise him. There's a kingdom purpose. And um, I really believe that really is really true, that he is the author and the finisher of our faith. And we will not have anything happen to us that he doesn't say hey, and he's not there with us, you know, that he's not, he's not with us and or allows in our lives. There's a kingdom purpose. And, you know, it's amazing because there's people right now all over that I've been talking to, they're starting to question, maybe God's kind of cool. Maybe I need God in my life. Look at all the stuff that's in the world right now. Look at all this. And, and especially if they've been sick and they got better and they're like, wow, what am I supposed to do with my life? There's got to be something more than this. This isn't working. And so today we're going to talk about staying on mission. And we're going to talk, talk about the kingdom purpose that we each have. That there's more than just our little circle of our lives. Amen. There's a lot more out there that God wants to do. And um, so I'm excited to hear today what my husband will... You know, it's amazing he's standing here because just a few weeks ago he couldn't breathe. So, I mean, you know, <laughs> it's pretty cool. <laughs> On oxygen and the whole shebang, you know, lots of prayer and lots of scary nights. But God is so, so good. So, Father, we just thank you for this time. and We can just be together in your word. And thank you for just being with my brothers and sisters that I love so dearly, Lord. And you love us all, too. And you have... Such an amazing plan for each of our lives, Lord. And I just pray that we can share that with other people, too, that are questioning and wondering 
uh, about their purpose. And Lord, I just pray that as he teaches your word today, God, that, that there will be life that just just energizes us and, and, and helps us, Lord, to just grow in our walk with you. We thank you so much. In Jesus' name, amen. Forty, almost 48 years with this guy. Almost January 48 years with this guy. So I was just blessed to find an awesome babe. And, uh, <laughs> we both started at our first, well, I saw her in her sophomore year in high school, and I thought she was a hippie chick. I but, was a hippie uh, chick. <laughs> yeah. Of course, I was a surfer. He was a surfer. But so. there was an outreach to the Lutheran church that she attended because the kids were leaving the high school and drug dealing over at the church. So the church did something really cool. They said, let's have an outreach. Well, awesome, babe. She was there, and I'm like, oh, man. I'm going to go on the outreach, too. I'm going on a a reach out. Yeah, yeah. So anyhow, thank you. It's a privilege to minister with my wife. But uh, this is, uh, you know, when I first preached, the, the pulpit was like, seven feet wide and weighed like 600 pounds. I don't know if you remember those pulpits. They were big, you know. And then as it's changed through the years, I'm going back probably 45 years here, it kind of, they started getting smaller. Then they almost turned into a lectern. And then there was, uh, I don't know if you remember, a a four-square legend to me named uh, Jerry Cook. And Jerry, he would preach from a three-legged stool. He'd sit on a stool, and so all the pastors, we had to sit on a stool, you know, and they'd say, well, what's your three-legged stool? And you'd come out, oh, faith, hope, and love, or, you know. Now, I don't know what to do with a four-legged stool. I'm all goofed up, but uh, anyhow, I uh, just want to greet all of you that might be watching online, and, and of course, uh, Pastor Greg and, and Pastor Jill, who are on vacation, have a, a much-needed break. That's a good thing, and uh, blessings on you guys. But um, while we were worshiping this morning, I I was grateful for seeing you guys up there with with youth with a mission. Because I, the older and the further I go, the long more I long to see torchbearers. I call you guys when I pray torchbearers. In other words, we have a torch that we're we're longing to hand off and. Uh, and then, I, then my mind goes goofy, and I thought, youth with a mission. Is there such a thing as seniors with a mission? That would be swam. And I thought, that's... And then I came up with even one even weirder, which is seniors with reading glasses. And uh, I didn't know how missional that was, but I thought, you know. And then there was a donut sitting over there, and I'm like, tempted. I was going to take a bite out of it, but no. I'm just getting settled, you guys. There actually is a message in front of us, but how many of us appreciated last week? It was the the ministry cert. It was the Gonzaleses. I did. I remembered wither and die. How many of you remember wither and die? Now, a couple times I used it wrong this week and uh, had to be corrected where you know how you're in the left-hand turn lane and there's only so many cars to get to go to get to go through and somebody's texting and there's like this 50-foot gap wither and die and I like <laughs> then I thought 
Not them, just their car, okay? Just their car, you know. But that's not what he meant. This guy is, he, you know what it's like to come up after a, a marine recon guy? This is a run to the fight kind of guy. I'm a more of a run from the fight kind of guy. And then the Holy Spirit says, where are you going? And then you got to turn around and re-engage. And, and I've learned that through the years. And, and I just want to say that every one of us is going to be different. Not every one of us has a marine recon background. But we all have the word of God. Amen. And we all have a calling in our lives. Some can lead from the front. Some lead from the middle. Some will lead from the... Believe it or not, you can lead from the back. But I guess uh, I appreciated their ministry last week. I really did. I, we have a son who uh, is a Marine. And he's a police officer. And he's a run-to-the-fight kind of guy. And I thought... He's, he's hunting in Minnesota right now. And... I, I tend to hunt with a camera myself, but, uh, you know, I know there's hunters here. And so, anyhow, uh, be encouraged, because every one of us is part of this mission that we need to be on. See, the church has a mission, and I've been concerned that we've been being taken off mission. And, and it was so funny, COVID, Jan's, we're on our way up here, and Jan goes, so what's the title of your message today? And I go, I forgot. <laughs> but but I've, staying on mission as the day approaches. You see, here's a, we use this in native ministry. Now this is an egg timer, right? Now that's a big hourglass up there. But we use it because sometimes we, we'll, there'll be 10 people there and we're sharing. And some people forget that uh, you don't have a half an hour apiece or we'll be there till the middle of the morning. And to, this was made for uh, our Foursquare Native American ministry supervisor because he was one of those guys that could really get talking. And so at a conference one time, we gifted him with a very unique talking <laughs> stick that said, three minutes, pal, that's, that's it. And, uh, but you know what? We know it, that time is running out. Now, that's an hourglass, and I've been thinking about, it's been 2,000 years, a little, um, not quite yet, and I say, that's one big hourglass, God. That is, because Jesus said, no one knows the day or the hour, right? And I'm like, I'm ready. Are you ready? I'm ready. And how many of us know that time is getting shorter, shorter? I mean, that's, that's physics as much as anything else, but... Time is getting shorter, and things are coming at us. Let's, let's go to the next slide. So this began for me. This message was born on the way home from Santa Cruz, California. We had been there to uh, spread my father's ashes. He passed away in January of last year, and we met in Santa Cruz. And uh, I was on the way home. I had a window seat, and as I was going along, there was this valley, and I just... And it's like, it prompted a couple things in me that, that captured some feelings I was having. Uh, as you can see, you can see off in the distance, Holy Spirit, help me see what, is, what in the world is happening from your perspective. Because I don't think I'm the only one. In fact, I know neighbors and people that I begin to talk with 
there, what in the world is happening? What is going on? What's going on with our country? What's going on with our planet? There's, people have, there's more uncertainty than I've encountered in my lifetime. Could you say amen to that? Yeah. Lots of uncertainty. And, and this scripture came to mind as I watched off into that valley because I realized we're still on a mission. We need to be on a mission. And the mission is the gospel, to share the gospel, the love of Jesus Christ. And, and how he's going to do that through you will be different than how he'll do it for you. But each of us is responsible. Multitudes, multitudes in the valley of decision for the day of the Lord is near in the valley of decision. Whenever the Bible talks, and we'll get to it even more so, the day of the Lord is usually something that, that has two components to it. It's near, and you go, wow, been a long time, God. How near is this? But the other thing is be ready. Always live in readiness because the day of the Lord is approaching. So let's, what happened then is after having that, it kind of dropped into my spirit and began to grab a hold of me. And I began to do devote, and in, in, the, in the course of doing just my daily devotions, I came across a passage in Hebrews chapter 10. And if you want to go there, starting with verse 19. So let's go to the next slide. Now, uh, I'll just read this. When we turn on the television, it is difficult not to be preoccupied with the things of the world. Hostilities are everywhere. There are wars and violence all around the globe. Societies are deteriorating amidst an onslaught of secularism, postmodernism, abortion, gender issues, immorality, and so much more. Our minds must not be dragged down by these concerns. That doesn't mean we should ignore the world, not at all. As a church, we must take our stand for truth and for life, but we do so with our eyes looking up. We do so as ambassadors for Christ, living his truth and love to this dying generation. Though through it all, we must remember that ultimately this world is not our home. Amen? Yeah, that's from a book that I'll share a little more about called The Day is Approaching. And, uh, and so uh, go to, let's go to the next slide because this is, this is kind of an illustration. Have you ever been... On the road, it's a dark night, and then this big white light starts coming, and you're like, what is that? You know, it's not a car, could be a motorcycle, but it's really big for a motorcycle, and then you realize this is a train coming. And this train is approaching, and, and, it's, and it's, it's mesmerizing. And, and in, in a similar manner, I believe that... Uh, that uh, there's a, there's, a, there's a train on the tracks. Here's what's important. There still is an engineer at the controls. Do you know the story of, I think it was called the Crazy Eights. It happened back in May of 2001. Uh, they made a movie out of it called... Um, Thank you. Unstoppable. But this was a real deal. This train uh, got going without a conductor, without an engineer, carrying, uh, I think it was phenol, something very toxic. 
It got up to 55 miles an hour, and there was no, there was no engineer at that train. And, and in some ways, I think that illustration kind of captures what people that don't have Christ, and even those of us that do have Christ, who's the engineer? Who's making sure this thing stays on the tracks? Because there's a lot of people out there. You just go to, you can go to Facebook and go, uh, Facebook or any other social media website, and you go, are we going off the tracks or what? Is there somebody in charge? Is there somebody in control? And I, we're here to tell you, and I think this is a testimony all of us has, our Father in heaven, the Lord Jesus Christ, and our precious Holy Spirit, they're at this, this, this is not a train without an engineer. This is not a plan unfolding where we're just great confusion and uncertainty. God is at work in our world, even as we see things such as we know about COVID. We know about vaccine wars, don't we? And the danger there can be to bringing disunity among us. And cancel culture, abortion, racial tension, gender confusion, political divide, political corruption, open hostility, economic uncertainty, information overload, digitizing relationships, religious pluralism, disunity among believers, the abandonment of the word of God. I came up with a Bible translation called the Redacted Bible. I hope it never gets printed, but it's, it's, it's where we, it's just a big white spot where all the passages are that we don't really like to read. And, and it's, so it's just, and I, I think we'd be surprised if we were handed it. The whole word of God, the counsel of the whole word of God is what we need to be part of. Deception in the last days. See, this is not, this was not, the, the disciples asked Jesus, this is homework if you want to, Go back to what Jesus began to say about the last days, because the disciples asked him, tell us about the end and the signs of the last days. Matthew 24, is he explains it. And then Matthew 25 is where he says, knowing this, he gives three parables. The parables of the ten virgins is one of them. He gives three parables, and he says, this is, this is how you await my return. This is how you await my coming. The other thing that we're experiencing, and, I, and I'll tell it this way, I call it the falling away of many. Now, not that stopping going to church means you're absolutely falling away, but I do believe that you're putting yourself in danger. And we'll see that in Hebrews 10.25 in a moment. But I was in the parking lot where my dad was living in an assisted living and clear across the parking lot, these two guys are sh shouting to each other about, about COVID because the guy was moving his, his parents out of there. And, and he goes, and I heard him say this. He goes, you know, I was going, up to, I was going to church to all this hit. He goes, then I started watching online. And then he goes, you know, I realize I don't really need church anymore. I don't really have to go to church anymore. And my, I went, uh-oh. There was such a, a grief in my spirit about that because we, we, we go to church to receive the word. We go to church to praise. We go to church to worship. But we need each other. 
Do you know how important it is and how important it is that you're here today? Because those that are here today, you may not even get to say anything to them, but I'm encouraged by you because you're here. And, and so we, we can encourage each other. So let's keep going. Uh, next slide, please. So here's what we'll be talking about. This is from Hebrews 10. I, I, I dropped off 26 to 31. If you read that, it's a, it's a very solemn warning. But we're going to concentrate on verses 19 to 25. So how do we stay on mission as the day approaches? What are, what are some things that will do? Well, the first thing, we need to go higher. And we'll look at Colossians. Then we're going to get into the throne room, throne room of God. Because uh, I guess the way I put it is Jesus would say this. Because sometimes you go, God, me in the throne room? You've got to be kidding, you know. And uh, he goes, it's okay. He's with me. It's okay. She's with me. They're with me. We belong in the throne room of God, and we'll see that. Cling to the promise keeper. What should we be found doing as the day approaches? And finally, what is the day of the Lord? Now, this is kind of the the take-home thrust of what uh, is in our hearts today. There is a must-see connection between the hope and strength we find in the throne room of God and this perspective we need to remain missional as the day approaches. We begin our services with praise and worship because it, it helps us to drop off. It's all about me, Jesus, only me. I can't sing, but you get the message, right? And, and it drops off and you begin that, that, that openness, God saying, come. Come to me. So let's, let's, let's go through this together. Next slide, please. Colossians 3, 1 to 5. Since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. I think the order there is very important. For you died and your life is now hidden with Christ and God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Then there's this, this almost thing you go redact. Put to death, therefore, what belongs in your earthly nature. That goes along with setting your hearts on things above. It goes along with, because it's that kind of stuff that prevents us from getting higher. This uh, August, the, um, the Hondals, who are missionaries to, Foursquare missionaries to Native Americans, uh, just, they're another run to the fight. <laughs> they're just, they're just going, and it's powerful. And they, they stayed with us for a number of days. Well, Yasir loves, he has a drone. And, uh, I, and anyhow, he, he got this drone out, and all of a sudden, it, it takes off, and it gets over the top of our teepee. We have a teepee in the backyard. And I've, I've been in the teepee. I've been around the teepee. I've set up the teepee. I've taken down the teepee for years and years. And, and here, a new perspective. Because he, he, he gave us a perspective from above. And see, when, when it comes to remaining missional, that long list of horrible things that I showed you, 
That's the stuff below. How do we climb above that? Because it's there. For every one of us, it's real. How do we climb above? It's first a matter of the heart. And, and so when we sit down in the morning, and I encourage you to do this, would you just before we open a, a Bible, our Bible, just have that moment just to say, God, would you, would you just lift me up and let all the things of this world drop off? Because I, I need you today. I need you, and I want to be your servant. I want to have a fruitful day. Would you fill me? Would you lift me up? And it's a matter of the heart. We move on to devotions, which I encourage us to do every day. Every day. Set your mind on things above. And, and what happens is soon enough, uh, this, this mystery, my life is now hidden with Christ and God. And when Christ, who is our life, appears, you will also appear with him in glory. Well, that's, uh, that's called end time stuff. I appreciate Billy saying that he, he's been in the book of Romans and, you know, when, there's theology. There's the end times. It's called eschatology. And it is the study of final matters, final things. And this is one of the passages because do you know what? We're going to appear with him. He's not coming back all by himself. We'll appear with him. And that's pretty, pretty cool. Let's go to the next slide. So we need to go higher. Now, this is just a, a, a goofy way of saying one of the things that can keep us from going higher is all the stuff coming at us. There's the information overload. The, the stuff that we, we process. Well, here's a good example. 30... Jan's parents, or, or no, I went through pictures from my dad's early life, and there were 30 of them, okay? When he was a lifelong photographer, but in his computer he has 160,000 pictures. And then there was another 8,000 that I scanned in. They're beautiful. They're all just remarkable, but that's kind of overload. That's a lot of pictures, you know? How would you like to put that in a photo album, you know? But, uh, and so we, we deal with, and I, and I will only say this, it's not all bad what's in there, and it may be digital mail, not all bad, but let's go to the next slide. I think we need to prioritize, and, it, and this is something that'll be, uh, what did I do when I looked out at that valley as that plane was going from, Going And it was just a passing moment because the plane's going 600 miles an hour or 500 miles an hour. And I only got a glimpse of this valley, but I thought, God, I need your perspective. I need to, I need to know how to love and, and have a word for people who are lost and separated from you. And, and it was kind of interesting what came my way. First of all, uh, I make sure that the primary thing in my mailbox it's the word of God, illuminated by the working of the Holy Spirit. That is a must. When that's like, that's like getting your compass out every morning and finding your true north. It's true. It's truth. It is unshakable truth. 
Sometimes you might, you know, well, what do pastors do to learn stuff? Well, primarily the Word of God, but I can, I think it's okay to recommend some books, isn't it? Because they're just full of Scripture. And there were two of them. One is by the pastor who pastored Moody Bible Church for a long, long time. His name is Erwin Lutzer. And it's called The Church in Babylon. And it's like each chapter was filled with Scripture, but it, it addressed things taking place in our culture that we need to answer for. And he also, he also helps you say, I'll get above this. I'm above this, but I'm not putting my head in the sand. The other one is a book uh, by uh, uh, one of them. Maybe you follow and read, but this is called The Day is Approaching, and it was really helpful to me because I don't know about you. When I do eschatology, I, which is the study of the final things, it's a doctrine in Scripture, but after a couple of years, I get kind of fuzzy. I kind of, there's things that I kind of go, I got to go back and visit this. I got to go read this again. And, and this is a one chapter by chapter that brings us to, there's a day coming and it's getting nearer all the time. He's coming back. He's coming for the church. He's coming for us. Are we going to be ready? Are we ready now? Because the word of God says it's like the blink of an eye. Just take a moment and blink. Wow. That's a wow. So let's keep going. Hebrews 19. It's, this, is, this is this must-see connection that I was telling you about if we're going to remain missional. Therefore, brethren, having boldness to enter the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way which he consecrated for us through the veil, that is, his flesh, and having a high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Down at the bottom, this is a uh, Hebrews 4.16, is something that, that you'll hear often said, sometimes as we transit or we're in a, a time of worship, let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in a time of need. What is this throne of grace? What is, what is it? How do we get in the throne room, of, throne room of God? That's an offer. That's an incredible offer. That's not a Sunday only offer. That's, that's, it is an everyday offer to get into the throne room of God. And there's, there's things that we can do, but really... You know, I think it'd be better to just close your eyes for a moment, put your hand over your heart, if you would. And let's just do this. So, Lord Jesus, your blood has paid for my sins. And you know where I've been. You know the things I've thought, the things I've said. But I'm here today. And that offer to come into the presence of your Father, into the throne room of God, where there's mercy and there's forgiveness and there's cleansing and you make me whole. So glad you, you say there with me. It's okay, let them in. That's uh, Lord Jesus, again and again and again, we say thank you from the, the very core of our hearts. We can be in your presence and we are even right now. Would you 
manifest your presence to each and every one of us and let there be healing, let there be deliverance, let there be hope. All the things that you promise we can receive because you're in the throne room. Thank you for going before us, living in the flesh, walking in the flesh, dying in the flesh, but raising up the first fruits, the incorruptible one. That's you, Lord Jesus. So we say thank you. We thank you for those times when we can just say, I can come into the throne room of God. That's awesome. Thank you. Amen? Amen. Let's do that as often as we can. Amen? Because there's a connection here. See, the end of this passage says, says this, and this is a, a verse you'll hear, or, or a, a portion of a verse we'll hear a lot. Let's see if you recognize. Don't forsake the assembling of the brethren. Do you know that's part of this passage? Do you know that in the Greek, this is one long sentence that goes from verse 19 to verse 25? Check it out. There is no period. It's one thing that God's trying to say to us. Being missional begins in the throne room of God. Being missional says, I, I, there's a lost and hurting world out there, but what they really need is somebody who has received fresh hope, has been in touch with a loving God. So it's not something we tell people about. You're just bubbling over. There's that something that uh, uh, there's, there's that something that happens when we've been in the throne room of God and, it, and it, it can unfold, it can happen at any time of the day. It can be a divine appointment, it can be a phone call, it could be a Facebook. But what the result of it is, the person will say, I need what you have. I want what you have. I'm desperate for what you have. And what they're, in the spirit, what they're saying is, this person has hope. This person has been with God. Hebrews 6, 19, this, there's, a, there's a veil thing. See, not everybody can just go into the throne room of God. We need hearts that are sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure. That's one of the best feelings in the world when you know what you've said or thought or done, thought, word, or deed, and you can be sprinkled clean and washed clean. Because what would Jesus rather have us do? Would he rather have us be missional, sharing his love, sharing the gospel, or be miserable because of shame and guilt? Now, that doesn't mean we just go, ah, oh, no big deal. That's what First John's all about. I just, I love you, God, but it doesn't matter what I do in my flesh. Oh, yes, it does. It matters a whole lot. But there is a way to be cleansed. There is a way to be made whole and to be welcome in the presence of God. But you go through a veil. Hebrews 6, 19, this hope we have is an anchor for the soul, both sure and steadfast, which enters the presence behind the veil. It's hard to get hope on this side of the veil. It's almost like you could view it as clouds. It's nice to get above the clouds. That's one of the coolest things about flying was when you get through the clouds 
your whole perspective. Because everything that's gunky is below. It's under the veil. But it's essential, and, it, and this is the offer of God and the offer of Jesus who died and paid for our sins is there with me. Just say that, there with me. Doesn't that feel good? There with me. And that means we get beyond the veil. And that's where you find that anchor for your soul. Let's go to the next slide. This is the next thing that is said in this passage. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. The, the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies are what? New every morning. He loves us. I don't know about you guys, but I have to be reminded of that often because... Um, I don't know about you, but sometimes I just deal with unworthiness. And I remember what God told me, one of the clear times he spoke to me. I said, God, I don't feel very worthy today. And you know what he said? He said, you weren't worthy on the best day you ever had. <laughs> Amen? <sighs> That's where you're, you're humbled. But see, with humility, with, with a humble heart, we can come and, and it's him who is the hope bringer. It's him who's the way maker. It's him who's the life giver. It's him who's the chain breaker. He just said, would you partner with me today? Amen. Stay on mission. Don't get caught up in all this stuff. Let's go to the next slide. What should we be found doing as the day approaches? Now remember, I shouldn't have really put a period there. So ignore it. But anyhow, this is one long exhortation. And let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another and so much more as you see the day approaching. Um, there are one of the things that's been really good and, and helpful that, that kind of came on us. Of course, there's always been churches that have broadcast their messages but for example I have a sister-in-law who really she has cancer to the degree that she just can't afford, she has no um, her I think it's her pancreas or some, no not her pancreas or some other organ Dr. Dan would probably be and, and her immune system is so compromised that she she just it's better for her to do church online and to be very careful about who she she uh, can, can be around, that's been a gift. There's been some, you know, there's, you don't feel well enough or you shouldn't be coming to church because you're going, man, I don't know if this is it. Is this, is this what they're talking about? Well, don't come to church and ask somebody, okay? <laughs> Not a good idea, you know? Stay home, watch church online, and start to pray, and start to give thanks. You know, that was one of the things, Jan mentioned it. One of our takeaways, there were a couple takeaways as we went through our, our time of that wonderful virus that's going around, is the Holy Spirit clearly showed us give thanks at the end of every day. And that's how we determined we were going to end our day, no matter how lousy we felt. 
give thanks at the end of every day. The other thing that, he, that I felt was strong was he said, he says, there have been times, have you been delivered out of sickness by a miracle? I have. I didn't sense that's what he was doing this time. And I felt more like uh, it would be this. It was that he said, uh, I'm not going to deliver you out of this. I'm going to bring you through this. And then I'll deliver you out of it. And I had to go through it. And Jan had to go through it. Uh, by the way, it is such a help to have somebody with you as you go through it. Because if you're alone, uh, that's something the church, that's how we could be missional. If you've had COVID and somebody's alone that has it, chances are you can risk bringing them McDonald's or bring them a, a medicine ball from Starbucks or do something that says you're not alone. Amen? Those are little ways to remain missional. Now, uh, the day is approaching. See, that's, this passage could have ended without that. It could have ended this way. Now forsaking the assemblings are held together, as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another and so much, and exhorting one another. That's one of the things that I benefit from when I come to church. I'm exhorted. I'm encouraged. They're doing it. You're doing it. I could do it too. That's why we come together and we can exhort each other through prophetic words, through the reading of scripture, through the preaching of the word. But so much more as you see the day approaching. And that's the connection. That is the must-get connection. We begin every day. If you want to be missional, begin by finding your way into the throne room. It's open. There's a veil, but he's made a way. Then commit to a body of Christ. Commit to a people that you are accountable to and will serve and love because so much takes place where your gifts can be used, where you're exhorted and encouraged. But why? Because there's a day approaching and there are people that are lost. There are family members that are lost. I hope we have a prayer list and we never give up on praying for them. Amen. I hope that we have a phone Anybody here not have a phone? That would be pretty remarkable. Call them up. Now, that's not easy for me. Uh, you could text them. Jan can text. She probably has like 4,000 a day, and I have like six a week, you know. But uh, uh, everybody has their own way. But there's a way to be missional. There's a way to say, I care about you. How are you doing? There's, a, there's just countless ways, and this becomes practical. For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, step one, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present age. Step two, looking for the blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Well... He came once. Christmas is coming. So what is it we're looking for then? His return. Four square gospel. 
soon coming king. There's a soon coming king, and it's getting sooner all the time. Let's keep going. Better wrap it up here. What is the day of the Lord? So much more as you see the day approaching. It isn't whatever. However it is that you can uh, be part of the body uh, and, and um, just log on, step in, however it will be. So much more. See, Jesus said that the deception in the final hours is going to increase, Matthew 24. That's the thrust of Matthew 24, is deception. And why do we need each other? Deception checks. Checking what is being said. Um, I'll probably press through this uh, because we would be getting into some things, but... First Thessalonians 5, 2, for you know quite well that the day of the Lord's return will come unexpectedly like a thief in the night. So we're, we're not going to know. We need to be just living in readiness, living, walking uprightly, walking out mission in practical ways. Thanksgiving's coming. Let's be practical for a moment as we wrap it up. Who could you have over for Thanksgiving or have two of them? We're doing Thanksgiving number one this Thursday night. Just inviting people over. And by the way, how many of us know food is a good bridge to, you know, inviting people over, you know? Everybody likes to, well, most people like to eat, you know. And so think about that. Christmas is coming. Who can you gift that couldn't do something for themselves or something for you? Who could you gift Jeff, our son Jeff, his way of being missional is his cards. And sometimes if you, if you become part of, you go to many tribes, Facebook or something like that, Jan will always put these, these cards that he does for people. And we get way more comments about that than anything. He's touching lives by making cards, you see. And so there's some way every one of us can take this, get in the throne room, be part of a body, and then as the day approaches, be missional. Amen? And uh, there's more here. Let's, uh, let's just flip through them really fast. Uh, next slide, please. It's almost like a play of words, unless it was in my mind, because unless you caught it, this is a, I call it the lettuce passage, because three times, He's, he's, he's driving home a point, let us, let us, let, not let me, let us uh, draw near. Let us hold fast the confession of our faith. Let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works. And so I call it the lettuce passage. I'll trust that as you guys get to ponder this message and, and, I, and I trust that the Holy Spirit will use it that we would all say, Despite what's going on around me, despite the discouraging things that I see before my eyes, I will rise above, I will get above this, and I will be missional as the day approaches. Amen? Amen. There's more there, but I think it's time to wrap it. So I'll say a prayer. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for this congregation, this body. We... 
We long to be with this group of people. We love them and we know that we're loved by them and we know that they were praying for us just as we have been praying for them. And um, we so uh, appreciate each other and we ask though, by the Holy Spirit, would you take this passage, this encouragement out of your word, and would you deposit it into our hearts? And, and would it be that we would, would rise above? Would it be that we would walk uprightly? Would it be that we could be missional? Because somebody out there is dying without you. So that's our prayer together as, a, as your people this morning. We give thanks to you now, how we love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey guys, Billy here. I'm the media director here at Polson Foursquare, and I'm glad that you guys could join us this morning. If you guys are looking for more information, you guys can go to polsonfoursquare.org. And if you guys enjoyed the sermon, consider subscribing or sharing it with a friend. Thanks for joining us this morning, and we hope that you have a blessed week.